What's up people of Earth and welcome to The Watcher. My name is Tabit Essa and in today's episode we're going to be getting a little inside baseball. I'll be talking about some Black Panther theories and uh, some Avengers Endgame theories and I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that Detective Pikachu movie that we're getting. So let's dive right in. Um, <clears throat> I think I'm going to start off by congratulating all 800 filmmakers involved in the making of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I think that movie was just uh, so amazing that if it didn't win an Oscar, I think it, it would have been con- it would have been considered a joke if they didn't win. A um, little bit of trivia. The first time since 2005 that Disney haven't won in that category. So Sony finally have won over Disney, uh, which kind of makes me happy. Uh, but then you remember that Sony made the movie in association with Marvel and Disney owns Marvel. So Disney is still getting money from that movie. So who really wins in the end? Um, uh, but again, congratulations to them. Uh, 800 people working on one movie and that's just the filmmaking animation uh, CGI uh, story all of that uh, added on about a, another 300 400 people uh, it's a what like a 12 year process to get the movie made uh, it's it's just it's it's winning that Oscar for them must have been the ultimate form of like yeah you guys did a good job you know that's that's the the recognition they they needed and all the recognition they needed was that Oscar um I think it's great to see superhero movies coming out in that category the beautiful thing about it was there were two nominated in that category it was Incredibles 2 and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse um I think Incredibles 2 was a great movie Brad Bird, I think, needs to to step out of the animation game and and do a live action superhero movie. I would love to see a Brad Bird uh, Batman movie or Superman movie, or hell, if you're trying to start something new, <clears throat> DC, use Brad Bird to launch a fresh new character for you. Give him a John Constantine. Give him a Swamp Thing. Give him. Uh, what I'd love to see him do is I'd love to see him work in the in the world of the Flash. Um, I think he has the 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 directing ability and talent to bring the Flash's sort of flight of fancy world to us in a way that won't seem forced. Uh, so if if I was in charge at Warner Brothers, Brad Bird would be the first name on all of my lists. Uh, I think those of you listening that have watched Incredibles would know that Incredibles is not just a good animation. It's one of the best superhero movies ever made. Um, anyone that has anything different to say can fight me. Because <laughs> uh, it's, it's facts. I think the, the Incredibles movie that we have, uh, that we have seen are uh, probably the two best superhero movies made. Uh, I love what he did with the second one. Uh, it was it was very different. It was very unique, and it was still centered very much around being f- the family orientated superhero. So in the first one, 
Mr. Incredible goes away and then he realizes he needs his family for him to be an effective superhero. And in the second one, Elastic Woman or Elastic Girl goes away and Mr. Incredible has to now adjust to being the stay-at-home dad. Um, it's, it's beautiful. It's storytelling at its finest and it's movies that you know, us as, us as fans can go back um, and just watch over and over and over again. Uh, and that there, watchability is the most important thing in any superhero movie. You know, how many times can you go back and say, oh, you know, let's watch Captain America, The Winter Soldier again. Or let's watch Captain America 1 again. Because those movies were done so well that you can watch it 9, 10 11 times and it's still every time you watch it you're gonna be like oh this movie is so good um and that that's what's most important so that's why in my opinion brad bird should definitely take over a live action superhero um i think it would be great for everyone involved um i also i want to speak on um the oscars nominating black panther for best picture uh I think everyone got very excited. I was one of them. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it was it was time for you know us as, as comic book fans getting a little bit of you know recognition and also for these the actors, directors, and producers involved in these movies. Uh, I think they deserve a lot of credit and a lot of props because. They make great movies. It's not just a comic book movie. Like Avengers Infinity War is not just a comic book movie. It's a good fucking movie. It was like Black Panther for me. It was an okay comic book movie. It was a great movie. And it had a very strong message. And I think. Nominate. It deserved its nomination. But also the way the Oscars handled it kind of made it seem like they turned a good movie with a good message into a publicity stunt. Um, they threw they threw them the nomination for best picture and then the only things they won were like best production, best costume design and best original score. Um, so why even bother nominating it? I think everyone always says oh yeah it's it's you know, it's, it's an honor to be nominated. But the fact of the matter is, I think it always comes down to the Academy. The Academy decides who wins and who doesn't. And um, this is what I meant by a little inside baseball. Uh, the process of winning an Oscar is, <laughs> is, is tedious. There's a lot of campaigning. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes. There's a lot of ass kissing going on from studio executives, actors, and producers towards members of the academy. Um, so how it works is basically I have a movie. Let's say I have a movie with a solid script, a solid director, and a solid cast of actors. I, I decide to release it in late November or late December of 2019. Just in time for, for awards week and awards month, whatever you want to call it, in 2020. Um, the movie gets traction, everyone loves it, earned a decent amount of money at the box office. 
I get a call from the Foreign Press Association, so for the Golden Globes. They tell me, look, movie is good, we want to nominate you. You get nominated, if you win, you get put in the running for the Oscars. It's not, the two don't always go hand in hand. Um, Sometimes you have movies that don't even make it to the Golden Globes and then they win an Oscar. This is just a little bit of an example. Uh, So how the Oscar process works is they take 25 of the best movies of that year, of 2019, in this, this scenario, and they narrow it down to 15 nominees. From those 15 potential nominees, excuse me, they will pick five nominees that will go into the pool to win the Oscar. Now that entire process is, in, is determined by how much the studio, the actor, and the producers campaign for their movie. Um, that's doing press, that's doing junkets, that's schmoozing with academy members. Uh, whatever you have to do, you do. Um, a lot of the times you'll find that big studios end up just forking out a lot of money towards the academy to get their movie nominated or to get their movie to win. Uh, so at the end of the day, it's it's a popularity contest. It's whoever is going to be the biggest kiss-ass in the room. Uh, <clears throat> that's why the Oscars, the, the more I, you, know, you learn about it and the more you look deeper into how, um, how it all works, is the more you realize it's just... It's pure bullshit. Like, none of it means anything. Uh, it's obviously it's great, like, for actors and directors to win. But it, at the end of the day, it doesn't make any difference. Um, so, yeah, for, for the Black Panther fans that are upset, don't be. Uh, them not winning an Oscar just means that they didn't want to sell out, I guess. Uh, but also... If we're being honest, the superhero movie is never going to win an Oscar. That's why in, in next year's, the 2020 Oscars, they introduced an entirely new category called Best Popular Feature. So, <laughs> the Best Popular Feature is going to be the highest grossing films of that year. So, they'll take the 25 highest grossing films of that year. Then they'll get 15 more. And then from those 15, they'll take the five best. Uh, it's not solely going to be judged on, on box office budget. It's obviously going to be looked at as an actual movie. So there is going to be chances for superhero movies to win Oscars. But it's kind of like a participation medal. You know, it's not ever going to be on the same level as a best picture. I have a feeling that the best popular picture is going to be maybe the fifth award they give out in the night. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just going to... It's just going to deflate how well and how big superhero movies have gone and how big they've gotten and how well they've done now. I think um, it's a big mistake to do that. But also, I think it was a big mistake to nominate Black Panther for Best Picture. Uh, They knew Black Panther wasn't going to win. So they basically did it just to say, yeah, okay, we gave the movie a nomination, so you can't call us this this and this uh you know that's why i said it turned something great into a publicity stunt um and if you look at superhero movies from the past that have been made uh black panther should not have been the first superhero movie to be nominated in that category you know you had 
any of the three Batman movies that Christopher Nolan made. Any of the three. Um, Tim Burton's Batman with Michael Keaton could have been there. Um, I do believe that Captain America, the first Avenger, could have been nominated for an Oscar. That was one of the best period pieces in terms of comic book history. It was one of the best period pieces ever made. Um, and that all credit to the writers, Marcus and McFeely. Um, but yeah, again, there were so many other movies that could have been nominated in that category before Black Panther. And uh, now that they made it Black Panther and it didn't win, everything just kind of looks like a publicity stunt. So obviously fans of the movie are going to be pissed. And obviously people that love the... <clears throat> The, the lore and the characters are going to be pissed because now you've turned what they love into a joke. Um, but then again, I think at the end of the day, Hollywood's Hollywood. Nothing is going to change there. Uh, so we can't really get upset. What we do is we take the small victories. We got a superhero win for Spider-Man. We got a superhero nomination for Black Panther. Um, I think few years down the line when the world kind of catches up and realizes good movies aren't just period pieces of world war ii or tear-jerking biopics and that actual movies that have story and heart can come from someone else's brain they don't have to be like oh let's let's make a movie about this person's story it can be ah i have this idea i'm gonna turn it into a story once Hollywood catches up and realizes that shit is cool, maybe we'll get a win in the best picture p- uh, column as, as comic book fans. Uh, but until then, I think it's just going to be more years of disappointment and waiting. Um, next up on the lot is uh, some more Marvel news. Uh, moving on to a little bit of a happier note. Um, Rotten Tomatoes has beaten... The trolls. Um, they they took out their anticipation meter on the Captain Marvel movie because uh, internet trolls voted the anticipation at 29%, um, which I, I find really funny. I think it's it's hilarious that people people actually care. Uh, and if any anyone listening knows me personally, you know Rotten Tomatoes is a gauge that you never trust. I will definitely never trust Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb is the only trustworthy. Um, review and anticipation site if you want to call it that because uh, it's fair and balanced uh, but I am excited for Captain Marvel the trailer I've the trailers we've seen so far including the Super Bowl commercial um, it's it's tying the movie together beautifully I think it's it's gonna be a very interesting story um, they had the first uh, the first showing in America the, the pre-showing for um, your, your 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 reporters and your TV hosts and stuff so they can you know when you're on the show they know what they what you're talking about and what the movie is all about uh, so the pre-screenings were seen and the initial uh, the initial reviews look good I'm not gonna read any of them um, either here or just personally because I don't want to spoil the movie for myself or for you guys um, the one thing I will say is that one uh, reporter for 
EW, so Entertainment Weekly, wrote that it's not what we expect in terms of it being a like a social justice movie. It's just a good movie set in a good period of life. It's a good 90s movie. The soundtrack is apparently amazing. And the story is apparently really funny and well well thought out. So I'm, in, I'm excited. That review kind of got me very, very excited. Um, 8th of March, it's, it's coming. It's a couple of days away. Um, you know, February is ending in, what, like two days? three days from now so um yeah march is here captain marvel is coming guys uh let's get excited uh a little bit more news disney plus as we know are having um they're launching soon and on disney plus there's gonna be uh, a few tv shows based on characters we know and love from the mcu like scarlet witch and loki uh in a in a sort of interview-like thing yesterday, Kevin Feige promised that the Disney Plus shows that are going to be seen are directly connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they're not going to be branching out. They're not going to be different. It's all following the story arc of that uh, character in the MCU. So, for like example, for the Loki, the Loki TV show, uh, it may just center around what he was doing in in the time between Thor, the Dark World, and Thor Ragnarok. You know, so that time where he was pretending to be Odin, what was he catching on? I think that would be a cool uh, story to kind of explore. I definitely sit for like 12 hours, 18 hours, however long the series is going to be, and just watch that. Um, the Scarlet Witch thing, I doubt they're gonna go um for like a uh a pre-avengers pre-superpowers thing i think it's gonna be more of an epilogue uh or uh, prologue rather of her character after the mcu um i think it's gonna just introduce what's next for her in the in the big bigger scheme of things because i think she's still gonna be involved majorly in the the new Avengers team that's going to be formed after uh, Endgame. Uh, so I doubt they they write her off and push her character all the way to um, uh, all the way to just being a TV character uh, after Endgame. I think she's going to still hold bearing on the grand the grander scheme of things. Uh, I think that series is just going to be a little bit of a deeper look into her life after Endgame. Maybe before, but not way before. It'll be like six months before or a year before. Uh, just her after joining the um, the Avengers. Uh, a little another endgame theory for you guys is that the post credit scene, uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. Um, a lot of theories about it. Now that the Fox merger is close to being finalized, there's a lot of talk of the end credit scene being X-Men or Fantastic Four characters but now that'll only be a possibility once uh, the merger is completely finalized which it isn't yet Uh, so yeah anticipation excitement nervousness it's it's all gonna be all gonna be good 
I think the murder is happening and I do think we're going to get a Fantastic Four movie and an X-Men movie, but I think we're not going to get them anytime soon. It's going to be another couple of years, maybe five, maybe ten. Um, let's see, what else did I want to speak on? Um, ah, One Punch Man Season 2 is in April. Um, very excited. For those of you that haven't watched One Punch Man, uh, it's on Netflix. It's on Crunchyroll, it's on various other illegal streaming sites. Uh, <laughs> go do yourself a favor, watch the first season. Uh, whether you're subs over dubs, whatever your preference, you'll find it. Um, it's just a really good story. Uh, it follows our hero named Saitama, for those of you that haven't watched it. Uh, he is... Uh, an extraordinary man who has this dream of becoming a superhero because in the town he lives in and in the town surrounding the town he lives in they don't have like police forces and stuff it's it, they run by like a superhero organization so you can write a test you do a physical exam and then you get superhero certification so it's class C, B, A and S uh, those are your classes for heroes, S being the highest, C being the lowest, um, and it's it's just a whole lot of fun. Uh, what makes Saitama so awesome is the fact that he just he just needs one punch. He is so strong that all he has to do is punch you once and you're done. You die. Uh, he got this way by uh, a severe training ritual that he does. That when you watch it, you'll understand uh, and and applaud his training method. So I would suggest watching it before April first uh, or April April first, between April first and April fourteenth, depending um, on what part of the world you are, what hemisphere. Uh, please do yourselves a favor, go watch the first season. It's it's a really good show with a fantastic. Uh, depth in character and a fantastic story um i think it's one of the more intriguing animes i've seen in a while uh so do yourself a favor go watch it and uh educate yourself before april when season two comes up which i hear is going to be a little bit interesting because there's a new villain coming in this is now just for the people that do watch it and know what's going on there's a new villain coming in in season two that is supposed to be the strongest foe that we've seen so far. Uh, they haven't given us any more information other than that. The trailer kind of shows you maybe the battle that they have, uh, Saitama and this mystery villain. But then again, it could just be uh, a misdirect. Um, I think... If, if they make this, the, the villain ridiculously strong, uh, they should give Saitama some kind of, of obstacle in this one. You know, because at the end of season one, he, you know, he's, he, he finds himself exactly where the Universal Destroyer was. You know, where he finds that fighting is no longer, uh, it's it become mundane. So I think this new villain they get needs to be either very strong and it needs to be pushed over two episodes in terms of their fight needs to be pushed over two episodes or they just go the complete opposite and it's like a three minute fight and he just ends it in one punch and he's like ah guess this is life um 
and he just makes peace with the fact that he is the strongest being ever uh, in that world. So I, I don't know how they do it, but I'd be I, I can't wait to see it. April can't come soon enough. Um, it's a it's gonna be a good couple of months, guys. Oh man, it's gonna be a good couple of months. Uh, in other TV news. Uh, for those of you that know and those of you that don't, the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, have their own little production company, and uh, they started on a project called Deadly Class. Um, it is based off a comic book, or I think it's a manga, I might be wrong, I will do more research into it and let you know in the next episode, uh, but I'm pretty sure, I think, I think it's a manga. Um, follows the story of teenagers who are brought into a special school called the King's Dominion Academy or whatever and it's a school that breeds assassins. This TV show is so good guys. Uh, It's on FX so for us here in South Africa um, it's difficult to find Uh, but there's always ways. Uh, (laughs) You can stream it, you can Download it. There's a lot of ways to watch uh, this. I think Deadly Class is well. Oh, it's 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 very good. I think it's it's uh, a show that each episode is framed around a character, and you learn that character's arc while the story progresses through the arc. So you you never feel like the story is being hampered by the character development, which is why the Russo brothers are so good at what they do because they have that ability to introduce people in a way that we can be like oh, I love this dude or this girl even though I just met them you know in terms of the characters uh, so Deadly Class does an amazing job at that obviously the fight scenes the lore the theology and ideology behind the show it's genius so I would suggest watching it there's about seven episodes out five episodes by the time this comes out they'll tomorrow there's another episode there's about seven episodes out now um so i suggest if you want to watch a good tv show that's binge worthy and you find yourself sitting every week waiting for a thursday night to be like oh, okay deadly class is coming out tonight that's a show to watch uh it's definitely keeping us busy for uh that game of thrones wait and it's, it's, it's good. I, I, I would recommend it. It's fantastic. Um, what else? Oh, Detective Pikachu, guys. We got another trailer for Detective Pikachu. And it is... It's educational. Uh, if, if, if I could say anything about it. It's very, very educational. Um, it gives us a little bit of the story. So we learn why Pikachu is looking at um, looking to find uh, Harry. I think we learn a little bit more about Pikachu's past. He, you know, he wakes up with like this form of amnesia, doesn't know what's going on, uh, and he goes and he tries to find the detective that has gone missing. Um, I don't want to give too much away because the movie is gonna come out soon and I don't want to spoil it before any of you watch it what I am gonna do uh, is just read the uh, go through a list of Pokemon that I saw in the trailer 
just to kind of let you guys know what we're in for and where this movie could go. Uh, so obviously the first one is Pikachu, Ryan Reynolds voicing Detective Pikachu. Um, one of the things that kind of I, I appreciated that they did was when they did the animation of the Pokemon, they didn't overdo it. Like Pikachu is, it, he looks like a Pikachu. Um, there's a Snorlax in the trailer and when you look at the Snorlax, you'd think that is probably what a Snorlax would look like. So I like what they did is they took a realistic approach to the characters and the, the Pokemon themselves and they put a real world spin on the animation. Uh, so for like the Charizard, which we saw in the first trailer, you can see he's like very scaly and lizard looking, which is accurate because dude's a dragon, you know, kind of dragon. He's a massive lizard. Uh, so he's gonna have scale, you know, that's how it works. Um, so I really like how they did the animation. It doesn't uh, undermine the, the originals and the games and the cartoon series and the manga and all the fantastic stuff that we've gotten from Pokemon. Uh, so I tip my hat to them. I appreciate what they've done. They're giving us something we love in a fresh and new way. Uh, getting back to it, the first Pokemon is obviously Pikachu. He's the main character in the movie. Um, there's also a scene in the trailer where we see a Ludicolo, uh, which is like a duck, the duck Pokemon. There's a lot, there's a mix of Pokemon from all generations in this movie, from what I saw from the trailer. So if I read out a Pokemon that you don't know, it's probably from a generation that you, you haven't seen. Um, obviously, I said Charizard is in it, there's a Snorlax. Uh, but as we go through the town in the scenes, uh, we see this Charmander, uh, there's like tiny little Growlithes running around with uh, the police uh, as kind of their, you know, their, their, their canine dogs. There's a, uh, a Golurk, which is that massive rock Pokemon that we saw, I think in, it was in one of the movies, uh, I'm trying to remember which one, I think it was the one with Celebi. I think it was the one with Celebi where we see a Golurk. Uh, there's also an Arcanine in the scene. So it looks like the Growlithe, uh, Golurk, Charmander, Arcanine, they work with the cops. Uh, they have the, the fire type Pokemon, uh, the 5-0. Um, for those of you that don't know what a Golurk is, here's a little bit of an example. So it's an ancient automaton Pokemon rumored to have been created as servants and they stand watch over the police department so they kind of act as sentries in this movie and uh, CCTV um, then in the one scene we see uh, the Snorlax obviously just chilling on the sidewalk taking a nap there's a Machamp directing traffic um, which is pretty cool uh, having a Machamp direct traffic then we get a quick Cutscene to a snubble, uh, which looks amazingly fluffy uh, in the animation form they've done. I'm ex so excited to see this movie. Uh, and then obviously from the first trailer, we know there's Bulbasaur in it. We know there's Jigglypuff. We know there's um, a Mr. Mime. But in this one, we kind of got a little bit more. Uh, we saw a Squirtle and a Lickitung, guys. 
there's a freaking licky tongue in this movie uh, which has me excited uh, from what I've seen in the trailer it kind of looks like they meet licky tongue on the, on the bus or the train uh, so that's pretty cool uh, we see squirtle uh, not physically be, and uh, pancham also not physically because they're on missing posters um, then we see Balbazo as I said we get a Psyduck which is awesome I love me some Psyduck uh, we see a Jigglypuff the Mr. Mime uh, we get a Loudred which is from the new Pokemon generations it's basically like this massive boombox type of Pokemon we see a Blastoise and a Gengar in like a kind of duel sort of thing which is awesome it would have been cooler if they made it a Nido Ran, a Nido Ran and uh, or, or is it a Nido Reno and the Gengar so it was like the the load menu from the games uh, that would have been a little bit cooler but in the movie they decided to go Blastoise and Gengar um, which is fine I mean it's whatever looks visually you know awesome um we also get a look at cubone uh there's a cubone in the movie cubone looks done it looks done like it's done perfectly it looks amazing it looks accurate uh don't really get to see a lot of it um we see a eevee a flareon version of the eevee uh we also get uh pictures of like statues and stuff of legendary pokemons from the games diamond and pearl uh we get uh greninja who uh if you've watched the newer cartoons you will be very familiar with ash damn he almost wins the pokemon league with greninja uh he finishes second unfortunately it's his curse he will never ever ever win the final four He'll never beat them. It's just, it's the only way, guys. He's going to have to keep fighting, stay 14 until he does it. Uh, we also get to see Apom. Uh, there was a poster released in this week uh, where they kind of hid a little bit of, like, little tidbits and Easter eggs in the poster of Pokemon's, uh, Pokemon that we will see. And Apom was one of the first we see. There was also Joltik. Uh, and... I think uh, a Pichu, but I could be wrong. Um, and then, dun 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 dun, a Mewtwo, guys. Mewtwo shows up in this movie, um, and it's, it's cool in the trailer for those of you that haven't seen it. When Mewtwo shows up, it cuts to Pikachu, and he's like, "Ooh, that's twisty." And uh, I think it is very twisty because Mewtwo kind of gives us a whole new. It, he, he brings different connotations and thoughts to what the story could be like. Um, it's it's interesting, and he looks sick. They they got Mewtwo perfectly. Uh, they captured his essence perfectly. He looks sick, and I think if we have a Mewtwo, there has to be a Mew also. You know, that's not a spoiler. That's just an educated guess, and me spitting some facts. Uh, but. It, it looks good. Uh, for those of you listening that haven't seen the trailer, please do yourselves a favor. Go watch them. They're really good. Going to get you excited. Going to get you ready for this movie. Uh, it's in the late stages of production still. So 
like it doesn't have a like a PG rating or whatever yet um, and it will be coming out soon ish uh, we may we're gonna definitely get it in this year but later on in this year but watch the trailers get your excitement up if you are ma- major fan of Pokemon the lore and um, all of that funky stuff make sure you watch this trailer intensely because there are some wonderful wonderful nods back to the the games and the, the original cartoons that the hardcore fans will sit back and be like dope they actually put that in the movie um so yeah we're getting a freaking detective pikachu movie ryan reynolds is voicing him if you didn't know so that already adds about like another 100 percent of excitement onto the 100% of excitement I had already. Um, I think it's just going to be a great movie. Uh, from what I'm reading here on the webs, it says that it's going to be coming out on the 10th of May 2019. Uh, so, almost, almost here. It's already March. Um, so yeah, May is almost here, guys. It's a good time to be a fan of movies. Um, so yeah, Detective Pikachu. Uh, in other news, Chris Hemsworth is going to be Hulk Hogan in a weird turn of events. Uh, the WWE is branching out and kind of trying to build their own universe. Uh, they're making a, I think they're making a Macho Man movie as well. It would be really awesome if they made that Chris Evans. Uh, and then I know that they're making a... Uh, Bradley Cooper is heavily involved with it. I think he's producing the movie. Uh, and he's also slated to act as Vince McMahon in a Vince McMahon movie that's coming out soon. So I think the WWE is slowly building their own kind of, you know, feature film franchise, which is cool. I, I think it's, it's always nice to know that something that everyone watched as a kid is, you know, growing and expanding. It's, it's, it's always nice to know. Um, comic book news, there's not that much going on, unfortunately, it's been a bit slow. Uh, there are new titles coming out soon. Uh, Kevin Smith dropped his uh, Hit Girl comic series. Um, the artist he worked with is amazing, so if you into reading books just for, um, just for the aesthetic, just for how well the art is drawn, pick it up the hit girl comic series i managed to read one of them it is very good and it's it follows the story well and it kind of gives us a little bit more of the character from what we saw in the uh kick-ass movies um what else oh umbrella academy guys for those of you that haven't watched it yet it's on netflix it's amazing uh another binge worthy show that's going to keep us well fed and keep our appetite wet before Game of Thrones comes out in April. Uh, do yourself a favor, go watch that now. Um, second season, I believe, is slated to come out in February or March of 2020. Um, so, yeah. It, it, things are moving, guys. It's a good time to be a comic book fan. It's a good time to be a fan of movies and film. Um, it's just a good time to be alive. Uh, I think this is the best, best time to be alive. Uh, (laughs) 
anyway, that's this week's episode. I will see you guys next week. Uh, same watcher time, same watcher channel. Uh, every Wednesday is Watcher Wednesday. And um, on the 9th of March, we can look forward to a Captain Marvel review. But oh, maybe not the 9th of March, depending on when I go to watch it. But I'm intending on going to watch it on opening night. Uh, I will see. Sometimes life doesn't work out the way we want it to. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be a Captain Marvel review coming up soon. And um, many, many more interesting things. So, uh, shout out to you guys for listening, supporting, sharing the video. And uh, just thanks again. Oh, before I go, I almost forgot. My bad. My bad. Batman news. Um, Batman. It looks like Army Hammer is going to be Batman. Uh, I'll speak on it a little bit more in the next episode because then I'll have a little bit more information. But right now, the rumor mills are saying that he is in final talks. Uh, Okay, thank you guys again and goodbye.